the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. I'm really excited about prayer and fasting. Are you? Well, maybe not, but it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. And many people have taken on this challenge. Today is the eighth day. Will you join us for the rest of the 21 days at least? Well, let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you. We honor you and worship you. Lord, this is the day that you've made. We're rejoicing and we are glad in it. Father, help. Help us in the discipline of prayer and fasting. Help us in the results of prayer and fasting. Help us in all ways that we would be anointed by you and that we would see signs and wonders and miracles. Lord, we pray for people to be transformed, we pray for people to be saved. So, Father, we ask all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, as most of you know, uh, in terms of this radio program, we uh, are supported by you, the listening audience. So, if you would bless us with um, finances, that would be great. a one-time gift or a monthly gift will help us stay on the air. And you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. And don't forget to visit us Friday nights, Saturday mornings. Look at our congregational website for times and locations. We have four congregations. One of them is in Spanish. So check out Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David Dot org. Also, I have a special prayer devotional uh, that I will email to you at no cost. This will be the last weekend I'm going to do this because, really, it's already the eighth day, and uh, next week it'll be the 15th day. So uh, I'd love for you to get something out of it. So why don't you call our office now and leave a message or call our office tomorrow morning? Uh, either way would be great. I know this is going to bless you as you pray and you fast. And when you go to our website, uh, you will immediately see a link, and it puts you on the page for our Sharesh David fasting prayer and fasting guide. So go to that same website, Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org, 
and you will see it right there when you get in. Click on it, and it will bring you right to the page of prayer and fasting. Or you can call our office, and we'll be happy to send you the devotional guide, all 25 pages of it. Or we can email it to you. So I guess I'm saying it's easy to receive. Let's start with the eighth day devotion that's in your booklet. It says, expect God to give you supernatural love for everyone. Now, that would be a miracle, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, let's look at the scriptures. Leviticus 19.18, you are not to take revenge, uh, vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am Adonai. And in Mark 12, 30, verse 31, and you shall love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And finally, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Now, let me stop here and just mention that the reason it's a new commandment is that because beforehand in Leviticus, it talks about loving your neighbor, the people who you're connected with. But in this case, Yeshua, which he always does, he raises the bar. It says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. In other words, love everybody. Just as I have loved you, so also you must love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So you you see the difference. Okay, Uh, hopefully you understand that we are to love everyone, and that's why the theme of this particular Um, devotional is expect God to give you supernatural love for everyone. Okay. Now, um, the thought for today, I have three of them actually. The first one is you will never really love until you love someone who hates you. Oh, that's pretty good, right? That was written by Jack Hiles. Think about that. (laughs) The second one I have for you is to love someone means to see him as God intended him. Ooh, that's from Fedor Dostovsky. I don't know. Dostovsky, something like that. And the third one is words which do not give the light of Christ Increase the darkness. Mother Teresa. You want to hear that one again? Hmm. Think about it. Words which do not give the light of Christ increase the darkness. Wow. Three great thoughts. Now, our challenge today is biblical love is extremely difficult. We're called to love even those who hate us, who we dislike. Or who we have heard, who have heard us. All of our words and actions are required to bring the light of Yeshua to all those 
with whom we have we are in contact. When our words and actions do not bring light, they bring darkness. Your challenge is to look at yourself and discern if your words or actions have caused darkness to increase this week. If so, repent. Today we seek only to bring light. Then tomorrow do the same. Our prayer, Lord, help me be your disciple, one who is known by my love for all others. I know this is your heart, and it's my heart too. I come against my judgmental spirit in the name of Yeshua. Let me see each person as you intended them to be seen. May I bring your light to all I meet. Help me not bear any grudges and even help me show love to those people I don't enjoy. May the love of Messiah be so great in me that loving would not be burdensome, but rather a great joy. All right, so that's the devotional for today, and uh, I hope that you have gotten these devotionals. Um, you know, one of the things after you have a devotional, you you should expand on it. Think about the things that were said or prayed or whatever, and go further with it. Now, uh, during today's discussion about prayer and fasting, it's going to be a little different. I'd like to talk about some of the difficulties in praying, okay? When we pray to the Lord, we should be honest and transparent because God knows our inward thoughts better than we know them. Certain words we pray don't have strong meaning because we're so familiar with them that we pass right by them. I would like to talk about praying the fruits of the Spirit. So love is one of those words. We go right by it, right? (laughs) When we are asking God to revive us, part of what we're asking him for is a better ability to handle the fruit of the Spirit as we read in Galatians 5.22-24. But the fruit of the Ruach, or the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. These are actions that are easy to understand and incredibly difficult and hard to accomplish. All these attributes hinge on one another. If you can't do one of these fruits, well, it affects your ability to do any of them. I'll give you an example. I will use simplistic definitions, but remember, there's nothing easy about this. Let's look at the first one, love. Love is the purposeful decision to show affection and encouragement. And we need to do it continuously, which means moment by moment, unending. There is no end in our love. It needs to be done unconditionally. It happens without a reason, even when someone sins against us, and it has to be sacrificial. Wow. So when we pray to be more loving, (laughs) okay, we are praying that we will make a purposeful decision to show affection and encouragement continuously, 
unending, unconditionally, and sacrificially. Wow. Who wants to pray about becoming more loving? (laughs) I know it's difficult, but this is the bar that Yeshua has said, uh, you know, set for us. I told you it would be hard. Look, I talk about joy a lot, so I won't mention it today other than joy is a requirement and so very important. As hard as this sounds, each of the fruits of the Spirit have difficulty if you focus on them and really are truthful with yourself. We have to become more transparent with ourselves. All of these are going to be difficult, even though they sound simple. So, as an example, peace. Everybody knows what peace means. It's an interesting word. Let's look at two of the ways to use the word peace. Yet the meaning is to be not at war. So, we know that that's peace when we're not at war. It also means that we are not anxious or we're not stressed. So Romans twelve eighteen says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom with all people. This obviously is referring not, uh, to not having anxious or stressed feelings with someone else. Isaiah 26, 3, you, it says, you keep in perfect peace one whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is referring to your internal peace, where you don't feel worried. The good thing about peace is you generally know when you don't have it. When you're agitated or stressed, you are usually aware of it. Do you ever try and pray when you're agitated? Do you ever try and pray when you're angry? Oh my goodness, it is hard. Because all we can think about is what we're agitated about or what we're angry about. But when you pray for peace, you are asking God to calm the warring spirit that is inside of you. Calm all confusion. Calm all distraction. Let it just be amazingly quiet within your spirit. That's what peace is. I find that these fruits are gifts from the Lord. Some I have naturally in me, and some I have to wrestle with. But all of them I have to some extent, and all of them you have to some extent. I have peace even in many difficult situations. That's one of the things that I feel like I've been gifted with. It's not that I don't feel the problem, but I just feel it, and then it dissolves. I can't tell you how to do that except ask God through prayer. On the other hand, then there's patience. You've probably heard me talk about patience. It's a troublemaker in my spirit. I have a New York kind of patience, which means very little. Though honestly, over the past few years, I am doing way better than before. Patience is the ability to deal with pain, suffering, or irritation without complaining. One who has patience is slow to be irritated or angry as he awaits God to deal with the situation. Patience combines with self-control, 
to not react to the negatives that we feel are going in this situation we're going through. So patience is such a good tool for us to have. Many times patience is mistaken. When we have patience, it's mistaken for goodness and kindness because the patient person seems good and kind. Patience is the power and strength to control our feelings so we don't get rattled by a person or a situation. And I know uh, currently I am uh, the caretaker for my wife who's been in bed for seven months and uh, hopefully will start standing and walking soon. But, you know, um, she definitely has tested my patience. And um, but this is a good thing. And I really believe that God is is teaching me so much from taking care of her. My point is this, the fruit of the spirit. Each one is incredibly important in all our relationships and for us to appear like Yeshua. When we have these fruits, it is easier to pray and we have greater faith that God is hearing us. So in this next scripture, look at how these fruits are interrelated. It won't have all the fruits, and it'll have some other words, but it'll have some of them. His divine power, this is Second Peter 1, 3-8. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue. Through these things, he has given us his precious and magnificent promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, since you have escaped the corruption that evil desires have brought into the world. Now, for this very reason, making every effort add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue, knowledge, and to the knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly love, and to brotherly love, love. For if these qualities are in you and increasing, they keep you from becoming idle and unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. And so if, you know, here's my point. If you are, un, if you are uh, becoming less idle and less unfruitful in, in the knowledge of the Lord, you are able to pray more. Okay? You need the fruit of the Spirit to really pray. Praying to have more of the fruit of God's Spirit will bless you amazingly. Having the fruit of the Spirit comes from a position of strength. A person may have the ability to take revenge or cause trouble or be physically strong and can beat somebody else up, but patience, kindness, gentleness brings self-restraint and careful thinking And that is what is amazing strength. When you are not able to control yourself, it's a sign of weakness. When we have the self-control to control ourselves, it's a sign of great strength. Besides the fruit of the Spirit, one other behavior stands out as tremendously important in order to have a great prayer life. Can you guess what that is? 
It's forgiveness. The reason it is hard is because biblical forgiveness is so different from forgiveness we grew up with and is part of our culture. And we'll see why forgiveness is so important to your prayer life. So you should, in my opinion, every day, you should forgive anybody who, who you have not forgiven. But let's figure out what is forgiveness. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. So before we repented, God made a way for us to be forgiven. Forgiveness is a demonstration of love. In our culture, we don't make a way for forgiveness until the other person repents and says why and what they are sorry about. That's why biblical forgiveness is so hard for us. But remember what Yeshua said in Matthew six fourteen: For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. This is all throughout Scripture you see this. Ephesians four thirty one and 32, another example. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling and slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. So I have these amazing... Uh, Attributes of Forgiveness, written by R.T. Kendall. And if you can get through this, boy, you are in good shape. So, if you forgive, you deliberately and irrevocably choose not to tell anyone what they did. Wow. Don't say, don't repeat what happened. That's part of forgiveness. So think of all the people that you've talked about who have done something to you that you need to ask forgiveness to the Lord about. Because when we repeat it, we're repeating the negative. And now, there is a time when you can repeat it if the discussion is intended to lead to a remedy, like a counseling situation. Okay? Oh, you know what? I am running out of time. But if you come back next week, I'll tell you what the other six requirements are in order to achieve total forgiveness. And then I'll give you some of my opinions as well. So let's come back next week. Uh, Let me mention this to you. I have this devotional that I really think is a blessing to people. I've gotten lots of feedback from it. I want you to have it. Would you call our office, 813-831-5673, and receive this 21-day devotional? And, you know, even if you don't pray and fast with us, you can pray and fast at another time. You know, my desire is that this will give you a great foundation. Also, um, you know, you can go to our website and see it if you go to Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. 
Click on it. You'll get right to it. Um, Look, come to visit us. Bring your friends, especially Jewish friends, but bring anybody who doesn't know the Lord or, or those who do. But we'd love to have you come visit us. Also, if you can help us financially, that'd be a fantastic blessing. And um, let's close with prayer, of course. Father, we just thank you and praise you and worship you for this time. We pray that people will just be excited about prayer and fasting. And not only that, but see the fruit that comes from praying and fasting. The fruit of, of praying for fruit in our lives. And so, Father, we pray that the Lord would be each person's first priority and that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.